VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. Very sadly, the occult is gaining a greater and greater foothold in our culture. What was once repelled as being evil is now being embraced and promoted. Christianity.com reported uh, recently that witches are being mainstream, being promoted as cool. A former Disney star is making a documentary to explore her spiritual witchcraft journey. But friends, it's not just happening in the secular culture and the occult, though it's clever deception and lure. It's also infiltrating religious institutions as well, and also that of Christianity and infiltrating churches. There are those who are promoting Christian tarot cards and Christian witchcraft. A so-called Christian punk band reportedly cleansing the damned with blood baptisms and wild chants as the list goes on. There was a story even how this is invading Catholic institutions. LifeSiteNews.com reported the University of Notre Dame campus bookstore, a Catholic institution, recently signed a contract with Barnes & Noble, switching their bookstore services from another company. And this change has brought with it several decks of tarot cards, an increased promotion of astrology, and numerous sexualized children's books. In addition to the tarot cards, the store they report carries books that teach and normalize astrology, including one titled The Black Arts, which has the subtitle A Concise History of Witchcraft, Demonology, Astrology, Alchemy, and Other Mystical Practices Throughout the Ages. The infiltration is taking place in religious community, but folks also into the Christian church. There's other methods that are being used to be far more subtle. Shall I say the word Enneagram? And sadly, there's a rationalizing going on in many religious circles to view these things as being acceptable, perhaps harmless fun, perhaps even entertaining. But friends, their program is coming, uh, their their agenda and this program comes to you as a warning. It's a warning today here on Crosstalk because your adversary, did you catch that word? Your adversary, that means enemy, your opponent, your foe. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Well, joining us today is her privilege to have back with us Dr. David Brown, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Oak Creek, Wisconsin. He has a master's in theology, a Ph.D. in history, specializing in the history of the English Bible. In addition to his study of the English Bible, also president of Logos Communications Consortium, which operates logosresourcepages.org. He is the author of the book, The Dark Side of Halloween, also a research paper on masking the truth about witches. He's been a resource used by law enforcement on issues pertaining to Satanism and the occult. Pastor Brown, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Well, I'm glad to be back, Jim, but I'm alarmed at uh, having to cover this information where there's actually a Christian occult fusion going on. It's an alarming trend where uh, cult practices are being candy-coated and passed off as being Christian and why in the world would anybody fall for this? Yeah, and and that's the point we want to we're going to point this out as as well as what's going on here. But uh, the the cult's been in this world a long time here, and uh, at one time there was a, a clear separation between the the wisdom of this world, which James three describes as being earthly, sensual, and devilish, versus a wisdom that is from above, first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. But as you talk about this fusion or the, what we say, uh, putting in quotes, the Christianizing of the occult, why is this happening, Pastor? Well, there's a couple of reasons. I believe that one of the key reasons is uh, that uh, in churches today, they are not teaching sound doctrine, Jim. They're not dealing with these things. And in 1 Timothy chapter 4, at verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, and I believe we're in the latter times, that some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You know, very clearly, uh, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it says, Satan, he transforms himself as an angel of light, and his ministers... Uh, as ministers of righteousness. They're counterfeiting 
the things of God. They're passing off their spirituality as something that's consistent with Christianity, and and we're warned very clearly in Second Timothy chapter four, verse three and four. For the time shall come when they will not endure sound doctrine. So. Uh, churches aren't preparing their people with doctrine because they say, oh, doctrine divides. And so they want to be non-judgmental. They want to be non-directive. They don't want to say that's wrong and you should separate for it. But there's a second reason. The uh, second reason is Christians are not, many Christians are not in their Bible. They profess to be Christians, but they haven't studied to show their approved unto God and so uh, they're open to being deceived. And the Bible tells us, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. And if you don't know what the Bible is, how can you use it as a standard? Ephesians 5.11, I believe it is, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, Jim. And so Christians, the preaching of doctrine has been put beside, and the Christians are not in their Bibles, they're on their phones, and they're open to all kinds of uh, adverse things that uh, corrupt the mind. And as you mentioned, James chapter 3, wisdom from beneath, earthly, that leaves God out, sensual, applies to the senses. Boy, we're seeing that. There's something called Christian drag queen stuff, and then devilish, or from the devil. And that that just lines right up with 1 Timothy chapter 4, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And friends, it is happening before us. And when we are not grounded in God's Word, the Bible, when we are not in a church that upholds the authority of Scripture, friends, our minds become like a vacuum, just sucking in whatever this world and society has to offer us. Pastor, I'd like you to uh, share some examples of how there is this this so-called Christianizing or this fusion of the uh, Christianity and the occult. A- a- am I correct in saying that there are th- those who are pro- promoting so-called Christian witchcraft? I mean, that's an oxymoron if I've ever heard one. It it certainly is an oxymoron, Jim. And uh, there's a a new book that's out called The Path of a Christian Witch. There's another one called How to Be a Christian Witch. And it poses, it says this, The Path of a Christian Witch. Is it possible to be a Christian witch? And uh, it says very clearly here it's going to offer guidance and insight into blending faith uh, in today's world. Uh, She's found a way, she says, to merge uh, Wicca and Christianity. You you know, uh, King Saul got himself in huge trouble when he tried to do that. Uh, King Saul first had... Uh, thrown out all the sorcerers in the land. He got rid of them. And then in 1 Samuel 28, verse 7 and 8, he goes to seek the necromancer or the witch of Endor, as she is known. He ultimately ends up losing his kingdom as he tries to fuse the occult and uh, uh, Judaism together. And the same thing holds through today. She goes on to discuss, she says, uh, she discusses the uh, vital aspects of witchcraft and Christianity, as well as the commonalities between them. But when she's talking about the commonalities, she's saying, well, Jesus Christ did miracles, and, um, you know, in witchcraft they do miracles. The problem is, is that the devil is a counterfeiter, and we know in the last days uh, that uh, what's going to happen uh, there's going to be signs and lying wonders coming, according to Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse nine, and so she talks about how to merge monotheism, and that's what we are. We believe in one okay. God, and and polytheism, and teaching. Listen to this: teaching of Christ goddess worship. Christ goddess worship. Mm. Uh, that's paganism. They. They got rid of, remember what trouble Paul got in, uh, in preaching the gospel. People got saved, and uh, then they they got taken into the arena there to be tried because they said, you're, you're taking away our goddess Diana, and there's going through all that. But that's just one. This, this other one, how to be a Christian witch. Um, and she says they sound like oxymorons. Uh, but this Reverend uh, Valerie Love, as she calls herself, 
Uh, she is the one who's uh, trying to say that um, uh, going to bring yourself closer to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in non-traditional religious practices. Um, you know, uh, she's the one also who sponsored the first annual Christian witch convention, Jim. A, 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 a Christian witch convention. <laughs> a Christian, and guess where it's at? It's in Salem, Salem. Massachusetts, mm-hmm. the, which is the a nation head of witchcraft. Now, we got a center in Wisconsin, is Circle Sanctuary in Mount Horeb, but uh, uh, I've spoken in Salem, Massachusetts against the occult there in Salem, Massachusetts, and all over the world, particularly this time of year. Guess where people go? They go to Salem, Massachusetts, because they they celebrate their sowing celebration. I just want to uh, tell you something. They are introducing this guy called Prophet Calvin Witcher at this annual witchcraft convention, and he's a false prophet. Uh, Matthew twenty four twenty four says, and there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive mm. the very elect, Jim. And so in the, they have this uh, prophet there, and uh, he's supposed to uh, teach everybody how that Jesus was a sorcerer. And Jim, the Bible is a book of magic. Oh, my. Now, measure that by the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be perfectly, perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, the Bible tells us what's right, what's not right, how to get right, and how to stay right. We don't need Mr. Witcher's information on how to amalgamate and look at the Bible as a book of magic and Jesus as a sorcerer. How in the world would Jesus, who cast out demons, um, you know, a devil can't cast out devil. And so uh, uh, I just absolutely reject uh, uh, Christian witch societies Christian witches, because the Bible is very clear. The New Testament, in the New Testament, the church grew because according to what we read in Acts chapter 19, verse 19, that they got together all their materials that related to the curious arts, and they burned them, Jim, and then it says the God advance the cause of Christ. So, uh, Christian witchcraft, annual Christian witches convention, no. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Pastor David Brown is with us here today and uh, really talking about a phenomena that has been on the increase and uh, and hitting the church. It's hitting, been hitting religious communities, but now even in the church. Friends, uh, we'll be back in just one minute to, to talk further about this fusion or this so-called, and I put in quotes, the Christianizing of the occult. Back in just one minute, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, evolutionists say that because our blood is similar to seawater, this proves the evolution of life in the ocean. Is this true? Chris, it is true that evolution says that life evolved in the sea, but human blood is very different from seawater. Now, many of the same elements are in both, but the concentrations and compounds are very, very different. God used the building blocks he had created on day one to form all things. Human blood has unbearably complex molecules locked into complex combinations that are very different from anything ever found in seawater. In fact, seawater would break down the compounds that we have in our blood. Chris, we can be confident that man did not come from the sea. Man was created by the Creator who also created the sea. We read all about it when we go back to Genesis. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. 
This is Crosstalk coming your way from VCY America. Pastor David Brown with us here today on Crosstalk, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Oak Creek, Wisconsin, and uh, also uh, heads of ministry, Logos Communications Consortium, uh, which uh, will be giving you the web address so you can learn more information on issues like what we're talking about here today, this uh, fusion that's going on of uh, Christianity and the occult, the so-called Christianizing of the occult. Uh, You were just talking about uh, those who declare the Bible to be a book of magic and so forth, and yet we see in Scripture the power of God demonstrated against those who represented this this dark world or the source of magic. Yeah, well, that's real easy to see if we go back into the Old Testament. Uh, you'll remember, as I said earlier, that Satan is a counterfeiter, mm-hmm. and so uh, God uses Moses to bring the plagues of Egypt, and uh, the magicians, the occultists in Pharaoh's um, group. Uh, He had two of them, and Moses would uh, do something that was by the power of God, not sorcery, but by the power of God. And then Janus and Jambres, we'll give you the the, uh, reference in just a minute, they would uh, try and duplicate that. Now, while they did duplicate some, they couldn't duplicate others but that just shows you that there is a counterfeit mm-hmm. and there is a reality. So Jesus is not a sorcerer, and the Bible is in the book of magic. If we look at to what Paul wrote to young Timothy, he said in Second Timothy 3, verse 8, it says, uh, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, these false magicians, they withstood Moses, uh, so do these also resist the truth, So here is now, we're brought into the New Testament, we're talking about the false magicians, we're talking about the false sorcerers, we're talking about the false prophets. It says, men of corrupt minds, and listen to this, reprobate concerning the faith. Uh, And uh, we have very clear other documentation for uh, this in the New Testament to to be to be sure, uh, we look at the, the one in the New Testament who wanted the power of the Holy Spirit. He had been uh, a sorcerer, and he got, got saved and got baptized, but then he tries to buy the power of the Holy Spirit, and they say, no, you know, may, you, may those things perish with you. So there is a line of demarcation, Jim, between the occult, and what we see in New Testament miracles. And yet we see this this uh, fusion taking place in our society today. Uh, we've seen stories coming out about so-called Christian tarot cards. And before we talk about what they're doing with this, could you just help us understand the history of tarot cards? What is their origin? Man, uh, <laughs> this goes all the way back. Uh, they were invented in the 1430s. Uh, the use of tarot cards uh, to uh, uh, do fortune-telling or divination, uh, that occurred in about uh, 1780s. And for fortune-telling, each tarot card uh, is, well, it has a meaning. And uh, <laughs> cards have uh, major divisions. You can talk about spiritual matters or uh, the wands they deal with the uh, uh, with other matters, the cups deal with love, the sword with conflict, the coins with money. All these things are tarot cards. Uh, tarot cards, now listen to me, Jim, tarot cards are probably uh, one of the most popular tools for divination uh, available today. Uh, they're sold in many, many places, and divination is a fancy term for fortune-telling. Uh, and uh, tarot cards draw people into the cult and have drawn people into the cult for centuries. Another one is the Ouija board, Jim. A lot of people in that. But in 1871, listen to this, a former Protestant minister turned Freemason. Uh, his name was Antoine uh, Court de Goblin, uh, G-E-B-E-L-I-N. He published a complex analysis of the tarot in uh, which he revealed the symbolism of the tarot cards. And it was, in fact, uh, he says, from the esoteric 
secrets of pagan occultic Egyptian priests. Uh, De Goblin went on to explain the ancient occult knowledge that had been carried from Rome and revealed to the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope, but they wanted to keep it secret for themselves. But in essence, uh, his chapter on tarot meanings explains detailed symbolism in the tarot cards artwork that connects it to uh, the religion of Isis and Osiris and other uh, Egyptian gods. Tarot cards are not used uh, except for divination practices, occult practices today. They're they're used in fortune-telling. They're used in prognostication. And very clearly, we're told that we should have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. We could go into the book of Deuteronomy because the book of Deuteronomy very clearly tells us that we shouldn't be involved at all with divination. If I can read Deuteronomy chapter 10, whoops, Deuteronomy chapter 18. Let me get it to you. Deuteronomy, get my Bible open. And in Deuteronomy chapter 18, we start in verse 10 here. Pastor David Brown with us here today on Crosstalk and discussing this Christian Christianizing of the occult, this fusion that is taking place, the Deuteronomy passage here. Yes, it starts out in verse 9, Thou shalt not uh, learn to do after the abomination of those nations. And here's what the abominations are. There shall not be found among you uh, anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. Uh, that's... Uh, Moloch worship, and boy, that's similar to what's happened in abortion mm-hmm. in the United States today, nor um, the use of divination, and that's fortune-telling or predicting the, the future, or an observer of the times, astrology, an enchanter, or a witch, uh, or a charmer, a com- consulter with uh, familiar spirits, a wizard, or a necromancer, verse 12, For all that do these things are an abomination unto Uh the Lord, and because of these uh, abominations, the Lord thy God shall drive them out from before you. Uh, Don't do it. Don't become involved. Stay away from it. Don't be involved in the occult. That covers such a broad spectrum of the occult, Jim. It really does. And that word abomination is not erased when we try to Christianize that which is demonic. Uh, Pastor, there is one named Brittany Muller. What what can you tell us about Brittany Muller? Well, Brittany Muller combines Christianity and uh, the, the tarot cards, and she calls it contemplative tarot or tarot cards. And um, she says, listen to this, uh, Brittany um, didn't intend to invite Christianity back into her life uh, when she began using tarot cards. Now listen to this. As a part of her daily spiritual practice a decade ago, um, and then she says as a teenager and a faithful Catholic, Uh, She had even been told that using the cards invited evil spirits. In fact, that's true, by the way. Uh, But she'd been told that. But uh, she now found in tarot ritual uh, the reflection that she missed uh, previously. uh, And she says it eventually brought her back to Christianity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Mm -hmm. But she says she assigned um, scripture verses now. Listen to this. She assigned scripture verses to various tarot cards. And she says, um, I think a lot of Christians and people who grew up uh, in Christianity are interested in, here she says this, new spiritual practices. There's nothing new under the sun. The occult's as old as the Old Testament. These new spiritual practices, uh, where she says bring the tarot in, isn't good at all. She says contemplative tarot, tarot excuse me, explains the history of tarot, uh, including short reflections, short reflections on Christian imagery in the seventy-eight card tarot deck, and by Bible verses. And further explanations. Wait a minute. 
Proverbs 4.14, red flag goes right up in my head, Jim. It says, enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Hmm. Verse 15, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away. And uh, uh, I don't believe the young lady, in my opinion— as a believer at all, she says, while tarot led me back to Christianity, writing a book about tarot led me specifically back to Catholicism. And uh, she goes on to, to laud the, the tarot cards and uh, say that they are surprisingly Christian. And yet, by the same token, uh, I believe that very clearly by, she's opening the door uh, to demon entities. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, troubling information, but it is unfolding before us in greater and greater intensity. Pastor, I, uh, I wish we had another hour beyond this, but there's a phenomena that's been growing in popularity uh, called the Enneagram. Could you address this issue? Is there any kind of connection between our topic today and the Enneagram? Uh, well, there's a connection because the Enneagram uh, is uh, occultic, um, the uh, Enneagram is a cult-based, and it's a form of Gnostic numerology. But there's a number of churches that are following this Enneagram. Yeah, uh, just because they do it doesn't mean that it's right. But let me lay the foundation. It's not just an opinion. Where did the Enneagram come from? Well, um <laughs> A lot of people believe that the Enneagram goes back to the Kabbalist. That's the uh, uh, um, Jewish occultism, uh, to Sufi mystics, to Pythagoreans. They were first centuries uh, who believed in reincarnation. And the way that you uh, got out of being reincarnation is becoming one with the gods, plural. Um, And the earliest mention, though... Uh, that is found uh, in writing of the Enneagram uh, is by Russian occultist uh, P.D. Auspensky, who attributed it to his teacher, who's a Greek-American occultist, and his name is uh, George uh, Gurdjieff. George Gurdjieff. Gurdjieff considered the Enneagram a symbol of the cosmos, uh, but made uh, no connection with personality types. See, what they're using this today is uh, trying to help you define your personality types because they break it down into nine different personality types. But you know who the basis of that personality type thing is? Uh, it's the another occultist. His name is Oscar I. Uh, Ikersu, uh, Ikersu, let me get it right, Ikezu, uh, he connected the Enneagram. He's an occultist, and he connected the Enneagram uh, to personality, Jim. And not only that, but he says he got this from an angel uh, called Mart Rayton. We'll talk about that when we come back, but it is occultic-based, this personality stuff. A warning today here on Crosstalk, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, it may be that your church is getting involved in this. More information to follow the break. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. If you're like most individuals, you look forward to your vacation. Many will take great effort to consider a destination the family will enjoy, what to do, where to stay, and what highways to take to get there. Sadly, most people spend more time planning their one-week vacation than they do preparing for eternity. The Bible says our life is but a vapor. None of us has the promise of tomorrow, and our eternal destiny is sealed at death. Wouldn't it be wise to investigate these things? That's the purpose of the book, Preparing for Eternity. In this book, author Mike Gendron contrasts the truth of God's Word with the teachings and traditions he was taught for over 30 years in the Roman Catholic Church. He found that eternal life is not merited by good works, but is given freely by God's grace to those who put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their all-sufficient Savior. The book, Preparing for Eternity, is available for a donation of $17 or more to VCY America by calling 1-800-729-9829. 1-800-729-9829.
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Folks, our program, a warning today regarding the so-called Christianizing of the occult, the fusion that's taking place between Christianity and the occult. And the tentacles are so many in this. Uh, They're branching out. And folks, Lord willing, in this segment, we're going to be talking about not just the Enneagram, but even Disney, a Christian punk band, and, and yes, even that of yoga. So we've got more to unfold here. Pastor, you were just giving us some alarming information about this Enneagram and its development. Yes, uh, a lot of people are using the Enneagram supposedly to find out their personalities. i got a little chart here where it lists out the nine personality types and so on. But it, it, it's uh, this personality thing was developed by uh, Oscar Ikezu. Now, uh, he's the one who came up with it, but where did he get it? Well, he was high on mescaline, okay? My, my. So, and then he says that he got it from the archangel M-E-T-R-A-T-O-N, Meretan. Meretan is where he got this stuff from. So you know what that is? I don't recognize that name in Scripture. Yeah, it's not in Scripture. And, and in fact, uh, uh, remember, Satan transforms himself into an angel, angel of light, light and his ministers, his ministers of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So what he's dealing with is a demon. And then it was developed by another occultic uh, psychiatrist. We got other things to cover here, but uh, he's the one who uh, he tweaked it for the nine personality types. And uh, so <laughs> I'm just telling you uh, that it got real big uh, uh, promotion by Jesuits and by Franciscan Catholics, and they founded a organization to give the Enneagram broader exposure into the evangelical community. But I want to tell you that the Enneagram is associated with so many occult groups, among them Wiccans and Satanists, Jim. But you must remember, it's very suspicious uh, when you get your information from uh, Metraton, an occultic angel, uh, to develop your um, <laughs> philosophy on the Enneagram, which is a cult. And this is disturbing with. because there are Christian booksellers that are putting out so-called Christian books promoting the Enneagram. Oh, yes. There's there, there's just a raft of them. There's at least 12 that I know of, and they could be many more than that. Wow, wow. Well, let's move on to another issue, and uh, I'd like to bring up Disney because there are many homes, Christian homes, that have placed their trust in what they call family-friendly Disney uh, Pastor, you have a warning concerning this. Uh, I'm right before me. I'm looking at the title page. of It says, Disney Hocus Pocus Spellbook, a guide to spells, potions, and hexes for the aspiring Salem witch. Uh, and uh, I, I just, uh, just want to tell you something. Uh, they're grooming children for the occult, and I'll prove that in just a minute when we get into the book. But remember what Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 6 says. It says, The soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirit and after wizards to go a-whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul and will even set my face against uh, that soul and will cut him off from among the people. Now, let me get into the spell book. Uh, here is an incantation. This is this is right from their book. Do you see that page, Jim? I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is for the god Helos and the Greek sun god, sometimes called Titan, who supposedly drove his chariot each day from east to west. Uh, it says this: Helos, hear me, Helos, god of the sun. Thy chariot landing instead of soaring forth and uh, seal the stars. And it goes on to do more uh, incantations calling up the god uh, Helos. And then here's one. Uh, This is the incantation. Uh, Do you see that, Jim? Mm -hmm. It's an incantation for uh, Hecat. Now, Hecat is the Greek chief goddess presiding over magic and spells. Okay, and that was real back then Mm -hmm. in Greek. When they call it Greek mythology, it's Greek religion. He says, I beg thee, O he-cat, and I I really don't want to go further. I'm not for this, but I just want to 
have people know that these are the things yeah. that are in this Disney book. And uh, uh, Persepone invocation, and she's the daughter of Zeus. She's the wife of Hades, the king of the underworld. She became the queen of the underworld when uh, Hades abducted her, and Hades was her uncle. So not only do you have uh, y- you have incest going on here, uh, but also, and she's, uh, uh, it says, um, uh, goddess of life and death, a step from the shadows of the world. That's all in this Disney spell book. And these are real pagan gods and goddesses that we're talking about here. So we've got Disney uh, really that is introducing individuals and young children into the occult. And I know that there was great concern regarding a Disney Plus cartoon that that, uh, was exhibited uh, with a trailer that was just shocking, was jaw-dropping. Yeah, well, we don't, we haven't, you haven't seen the rest of that yet. Um, because even though they canceled it there, they're going to offer another market. But let me just say, uh, what you have here in this Disney Plus cartoon is uh, uh, you have Satan impregnating a woman, and her daughter then is the Antichrist, a Mm, 13-year-old. And so uh, you have that there, uh, uh, the Antichrist's daughter, um, and... (laughs) You, you know, uh, it's it's um, including Satan and uh, yearns for custody of the soul of that daughter uh, and, you know, uh, releasing a new cartoon entitled Little Demon is, is just as bad as it sounds. And they're looking for another market for it, Not Jim. It. I believe that it's going to resurface again mm-hmm. where they have the Antichrist young lady, lady who's been impregnated. Uh, she's the daughter of a, a woman who's impregnated mm-hmm. by Satan. Wow. Dr. David Brown with us today, folks. He has studied much and researched much on the occult. Uh, He has written books, uh, The Dark Side of Halloween, a research paper unmasking the truth about witches. Uh, He's been used as a resource by law enforcement on issues pertaining to Satanism and the occult. Um, In the opening of this program today, Pastor Brown, I mentioned a so-called Christian punk band. Uh, Their name is Cancer Christ. And... uh, Information regarding them is really quite alarming. Um, when I was looking at the stuff, I, I'm not kidding you now, um, the baptizing people in blood it n- nearly made me sick to my stomach, Jim. Mm-hmm. But Cancer Christ is, is really, um, uh, they're offering a false gospel because here's what Cancer Christ says. Uh, Christ is dying. Uh, a venomous cancer consumes his body and weakens his mind. As each day passes, his light dims to a faint whimper, and darkness of evil shrieks with a toxic vigor as its foul and unholy power collapses the human race. Uh, In Christ's absence, Lucifer has begun testing their dark trinities and supreme destructive potence upon the planet. Uh, The world heats up, disease consumes all of the old, passive, and fragile word of God falls on deaf ears. So here's what Cancer Christ wants to do, um, undertaking this cause, this uh, uh, punk blood rock, what they call it is a reptilian Christian Christ violence is what type of music that they have. But listen, listen to what they say in their own words. Uh, This undertaking will cause many casualties. The most extreme pain and torture will be experienced, but we will not falter in our divine mission, listen, Jim, to secure a new God, Mm -hmm. a new Mm -hmm. God. Uh, Galatians warns about that. When somebody preaches another Jesus, another gospel, It's uh, it's not another at all. Let them be anathema maranatha. Uh, and that's permanently condemned, uh, condemned at Christ's coming. And so cancer Christ, and um, it's it's just horrible. They're baptizing people in blood hardcore group, um, and uh, it is gross. Even the pictures are gross, and I can't even read what their mission is because they use the F word, mm-hmm. and they say that God— um, 
uh, what what some people call as a mother dog uh, that starts with a mm-hmm, B, mm-hmm. that uh, God um, uh, did that to Satan and that uh, they're going to bring a new revival mm-hmm. and, and we want blood. Oh, Oh, Again, oh. coming under the guise of Christianity, we're just a couple minutes before the break, and I just want you to briefly hit one other issue, too, and it's likely toes will be stepped on, but you're also warning about yoga. Now, some would say yes, but we, we object to some of the things of yoga, but we practice Christian yoga. Tell us your concern. Well, uh, you know, uh, there needs to be a separation between uh, evil and good, and the term yoga actually comes from the Sanskrit and uh, the Bhagavavita. Uh, yoga is a, a meditative discipline, but it's not biblical meditation. They meditate on a word to make their mind blank. And when we meditate, Jim, uh, it says meditate on the scriptures day and night. So right. we fill our minds with the scripture. Uh, but um, some people say, well, but they, they use the less form of spiritual yoga. It's called H-A-T-H-A, Hatha Yoga, is a less overtly Hindu form of yoga uh, taught in most gyms. Uh, even in this format, listen to this now, uh, they, uh, there are commonly used words and phrases that are against God's word. For example... The word namast, uh, often said at the close of the yoga class, it means I bow to the God within you. Wow. And then the word that they often have you meditate is um, um, you know, they have you mm-hmm. do that. Uh, it meant to bring students into a trance so that they can join their mind to the universe, connect to the universal mind. And then the salute to the sun posture that is so often used in these classes, pays homage to the Hindu sun god. It is impossible to extract Hindu spirituality from yoga. And in an email from a staff member of the Classical Yoga Hindu Academy in New Jersey, it said, yes, all of yoga is Hinduism. Everyone should be aware of that fact. Wow, Jim. Pastor, share with us what Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 says. It says, Beware lest any man spoil you. And that word spoil, you look it up, it means take captive. Um, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. The Bible tells us we're to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, Jim. And the New Testament church grew because they expelled occult practices from their worship and connection. Today's program, a program of warning on Crosstalk. Friends, we have just one segment left. We're opening our phone lines, and uh, we'll take your your questions here for Pastor Brown or a very brief comment. We really want to take your questions here today, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. In addition, friends, if you'd uh, like to be ready to jot down a website, we'll give you a website after the break where you can learn more on these issues and uh, uh, just become more biblically literate as to what Scripture says on these matters. Back in just a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. This past weekend, we held our 19th annual Ozarks Worldview Weekend. We were filled to capacity. We were talking about the issues such as Bible prophecy, We were talking about the issues of what's happening in our world in relation to COVID, the COVID shot. And we were talking about economic issues as well. Why do I mention this to you today in my commentary? To show you that there are still people that are interested in understanding the times and knowing how God would have them to respond. God said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. The church is a group of believers, ecclesia, called out ones. And we have believers that are today actively seeking to understand the times and know how God would have them respond. Some people drove for three days to be there. They came from all parts of the country, as far away as California, New York, the New England states, all the way to Lake of the Ozarks, to study the Bible and understand the times. Be encouraged. 
friends, the clock says we don't have much time, and so we're going to ask those who are on the phone to get immediately to your point. If it's a brief comment, make that brief comment. If it's a question, go right to your co- your question so we can take as much as possible. Pastor, for those who'd like to study more on issues like this, you've written about them. You have information on a website. Yes, it would be Logos Resource Pages, L-O-G-O-S, Resource Singular, pages.org. And uh, there's an upper right-hand corner. You can pull down the scroll. It gives you a bunch of categories. Down at the bottom uh, that says older articles, click on there because there's tons more than what you see at first. Okay, so that's logosresourcepages.org. Let's go to the phone lines. They are packed right now. We're going to begin in central Wisconsin. Mary, thanks for calling Crosstalk. You're on the air. Thank you so much, Dr. Brown. Um, I want to share something that's critically important for people, everybody to understand, I've studied um, biblically, exhaustively, and also the occult. Um, there is great power, great demonic power, when people use the names that are given to the statue, the image, the picture, whatever it is, because those are names that have been provided by Satan, and the Bible tells us, don't say the names, don't learn the names, don't use them, okay. because they are pure, pure evil. Mary, I'm going to, again, we ask a very brief comment, and because we've got a lot of people lined up behind you. Any response here, Pastor? Well, uh, yes, they were, they're idols, uh, they're demons, and still people. I was on a national talk show program where two people were worshiping Dagon, so she's right, and yep. that's, that's true. Thank you, Mary. Al is next. You're on the air, Al. Yes, uh, we all know that the Beatles had connection to Eastern religion. On one of the uh, tracks on one of their albums, there was a song titled uh, Number Nine, in which I think it's Lennon repeats over and over again, Number Nine, Number Nine, and so on. I wonder if Pastor Brown might uh, know if there's any connection between that, that Beatles track and the Enneagram. Oh, I don't know whether there's a connection or not, but there's a whole uh, section on the occult on numerology, and the number nine certainly is often used in in the the occult numbers. Thank you, Al. Peter is next. Phoenix, Arizona, you're on the air. Hi, Jim. Hi, Pastor. A quick question, then I'll hop off the air to take the answer. Um, I was just wondering if people who call themselves Christians, and since they've been given the light of Christ and his scripture, when they practice these things in the name of Christ. Um, Do you think in the book of Revelation at the Great White Throne Judgment, this is what the Lord is talking about when he says to people, depart from me, I never knew you? Thank you. Well, uh, I just would go to uh, Revelation chapter 21 and in in verse 8 and read that to you, because I call uh, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8 the roll call of the damned says, uh, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire Mm -hmm. and brimstone, uh, which is the second death. Uh, Those people who really believe this stuff that we've been talking about, I don't believe they're born again. God keeps the books, but uh, when they are promoting the occult, uh, I think that they're in the dominion of darkness and they're being transformed as ministers of righteousness when they're ministers of the devil. That's my opinion, Jim. Let's go to Pam in Kentucky. Hi, Pam, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, I'm just wondering, in reference to yoga, if just the practice of the exercises without doing any of the uh, chanting or any of that stuff is not good or unbiblical. Yeah, I believe it's unbiblical. Uh, I think that there's all kinds of other exercises you can do because the many of the yoga positions, I didn't have time to go into it, many of the yoga positions, like the one that we were talking about here, it's in honor of the Hindu sun god. And so a lot of those uh, positions, they honor different of the Hindu gods, Jim. So okay. I believe that that's not a good thing to do, practice other exercises. Thank you, Pam. Uh, let's go to Mac in Midway, Florida. You're on the air. Hello, Mac. Okay, let's then go to Gloria in Minnesota. Hi, Gloria, you're on the air. Hello, hello. Thank you, Pastor Bowne, for this topic. About um, a month ago, well, maybe two months ago, I read a book that the Missouri Synod pastor had 
uh, gotten for his anybody that was interested. And he mentions the demons, the dragons, the, this stuff. I don't remember anything in the book that said it's infringing on Christian ch- the churches, like you said. Okay, well, all I know is that I've seen it in churches, and I've had calls about it, and it is infiltrating um, many churches today, and it's being advocated even by some pastors. We could go back and talk about contemplative prayer. It's a real easy trans- uh, transition from contemplative prayer to contemplative yoga or, or tarot cards. Hmm. So I, I, it's, a, it's a danger. I'm glad it's not in your church, but it's infiltrating many churches that claim to be Christians. Thank you for your call here. Jason in Thomasville, North Carolina, you're on the air. Hey, brothers. I was wondering uh, if you could touch on needling and acupuncture, um, the difference. I've, I think it, it needs to be touched on. If you touched on it already, my apologies. But Yeah, would... um, on Logos Communication Consortium, uh, logosresourcepages.org, I have a whole section on New Age medicine, uh, everything from homeopathy that has an occultic base, though not everything that's called homeopathic homeopathic medicine is truly homeopathic today. That's a catchword, but if it's really prepared homeopathically, and acupuncture, that certainly is based upon uh, the occult, and I know many Christians who go to Christian acupunctures. Applied kinesiology is another one, a therapeutic touch where they really don't touch you. Uh, many chiropractors use these New Age medicines, and that'd be a whole other program, Jim. I'd just say beware of those type of things. You, they'll find more information yes, on your website. on the website that deals with it. Okay, thank you for the call. Logosresourcepages.org. We've run out of time. We've got just 30 seconds. Pastor, what, what do you want to leave with our listeners today? Get into the Word of God. Go to a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church that mm-hmm. is sound in the faith and is not afraid to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, Amen. and they'll prepare you to face the things that we're facing today. Uh, it's a ugly program we had to deal with, Jim, but I thought it needed to be deal with. Thank you for allowing me to do it. Thank you for being with us here today, Dr. David Brown. Again, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Oak Creek. He does have much information available on the website logosresourcepages.org. Logosresourcepages, pages is plural, dot O-R-G. And again, friends, as we quoted at the beginning, to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It's a program of warning today. Thanks for listening to Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.